lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. Todd Erzin is here, as is Aaron McIntyre. Rachel Semmel from the Center for Renewing America will be joining us here momentarily for the Dace Group. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox, which you can access by emailing the show, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, at least for now. We might be on borrowed time there. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Steve Day Show. You can also look for me sans censorship. For those of you that went to public school like me, sans means... Never mind. Uh, just go to MeWe Parlor, Gab, and Getter and look for Steve Dace there. And you might want to look up the word censorship, too, if you went to public school. Uh, you can also look for clips of the show that you can watch uh, for free and are free of censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. Again, that is rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. Big news here at the outset. I want to let you know today is the last day for you to get the number two flavor in my built bar power ratings coconut brownie chunk today is the last day got an email from somebody this morning saying dude i doubted you again i should not have these things are way too good they are the best protein bar you have ever had and the number two flavor in my power ratings coconut brownie chunk is available only for today before they go away again and they have all kinds of other great flavors too it's just you want to make sure to go with coconut brownie chunk whenever you've got a shot, all right? So not loaded with calories, sugars, or carbs, but loaded with flavor, taste, and protein, all covered in real chocolate. Try the absolute greatest protein bar of all time with Built Bar. Go to Built.com, B-U-I-L-T for Built.com. Use the promo code DACE uh, to get 15% off. I did that this morning. Promo code DACE uh, to get 15% off at Built.com. I mentioned we'll get to the DACE group here in a moment. Next hour... We'll get to your feedback, and we've got a ton of different things to try to get to in the next hour of the show, which means we'll probably get to about three or four because Todd will talk too much, or 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 I will, which is probably more likely. It's Friday. It's my day. It is. That is true, but you're going to be pretty much spent after you drop every good thing you have in this hour. Fair? Fair. Fair. Let's get to it. The Day's Group. Indeed, if you are new to the show and you're like, wow, those graphics, that music, the format, it all sounds familiar. It is. We've completely ripped it off from the McLaughlin Group. I mean, every last bit of it, totally ripped it off. But it is taxpayer subsidized and John McLaughlin is dead now, so I think it's okay. Let's get to issue one. Bleep, Lord Nefarious says. We're starting to see waning immunity against infection and waning immunity in the beginning aspect against hospitalization. And if you look at Israel, they are seeing a waning of immunity, not only against infection, but against hospitalizations 
and to some extent death. You know, but I am opposed to the mandate 100% people have died from COVID, including right. Manny's in-laws. And I just, we've been friends a long time, but I just, uh, Manny's parents, I just don't understand why you would choose to prioritize your personal freedom over health and safety of others. And so I just, I just, I just so really again, don't think that we again, should allow Sonny, this kind of misinformation again, um, on, again, on our Sonny, website. Well, one of the things that to me was most difficult to accept is that we put together a good plan for how we were going to try and dampen down the spread of infection early on thinking that that was accepted by everybody and then the next day the president saying free michigan free virginia what, what i i didn't quite understand what the purpose of that was except to put this misplaced perception about people's individual right to make a decision that supersedes the societal safety. Sometimes people compare this to the Recovery Act of 2009. It is not that. We are not in the middle of uh, an economic, a historic economic crisis right now. We have to finish the job on COVID. We know that the more that people feel comfortable getting out into the economy, going to movies rather than buying a television at home, working in the workplace, the more we can return a sense of normalcy to our economy. Getting those shots out for five to 11 year olds is gonna provide a lot of comfort to American families. Look, our view is that the rise in gas prices over the long term makes an even stronger case for doubling down our investment and our focus on clean energy options. Last year with COVID was awful. But in a few years, because of climate change, each year will be worse than COVID, and each year will be worse than the next if we don't do anything about it. It's fully paid for. Fully, fully paid. It does not increase the deficit one single cent. As a matter of fact, it reduced the deficit, according to the experts. It is a moral issue, if you believe, as I do, that this is God's creation, and we have a moral obligation be good stewards. But even if you don't share that view religiously, we all share it morally. Imagine what would it be like if instead of being just a public option for deposit uh, banking, this would be actually the full transition. In other words, there will be no more private uh, bank deposit accounts and all of the deposit accounts will be held directly at the Fed. I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, first of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, and MAP advocacy groups like Before You Act um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. Um, they've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. Uh, a lot of people, when they hear the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. Uh, and that isn't true. I've got over a thousand souls to let him go. We're not the board. Yeah, who bring my souls for the next time? I'm running for governor, and I want to tell you why. I love that we ended it with that. It's great. That's great. <laughs> that is so snotty. That is very well played, Aaron. All right, let's get to the first question. What was the biggest belch from the pit of hell this week? Rachel, ladies first, and you're the guest. So go ahead. Well, before I'll tell you the biggest belch, how hilarious is it now that Nancy Pelosi believes that God created the heavens and the earth? I did not know 
she believed in creation, but she said it in the press conference. That was a great enlightened moment. Uh, I think honestly, one of the worst things for me this week was not necessarily in the montage, but it was the granular uh, view, front seat view we got to how our justice system is treating some of these political prisoners of January 6th, as we saw some of the convictions or at least sentencing coming out this week. And uh, I know it didn't quite make the cut because there was a, a terrible amount of horrible things that happened this week. But for me, I was really... Uh, down in the dumps just based on how awful and real it is that these people are getting the book thrown at them and who knows uh, one of us could be next and so i think that to me that the way that the january 6th folks are being treated was really um was really frustrating well said todd well that alan walker person who's uh endorsing pedophilia has been suspended by Old Dominion, but I don't know, breaking news. Not yet imprisoned? Not yet imprisoned. Because that's what every other yeah. generation of uh, America would have done, regardless of race, creed, or color. Anybody that would have claimed to be in education and said something like that out loud, first, they wouldn't have dared done it, because the next thing they would have heard is uh, bars slamming. And that's, yeah. by the way, if they sur- if they survived the trip to the water tower from the, from the mm-hmm. town daddies, if you know what I'm saying, brother. Well, and this also comes, there's another uh, story that's made the rounds this week about... Uh, Teachers union speakers being sent in to teach teachers how to groom uh, students who seem vulnerable in various ways and to draw them into the LGBT world. They're a tomboy. They show some effeminence or sensitivity. Right. So it won't come as any shock despite this news. Instead of us ever realizing a common, you know, something resembling common sense, total depravity, uh, maybe this thing has gone a little too far. There's a group of professors now that have come to the aid of this suspended Old Dominion professor saying, hold on just a minute. Let's hear him, her, whatever, I'd honest, whatever, out. Um, this... The, the, <laughs> I, I keep know, ending I up in the same damn place every Friday. Like, you, th- there's no such thing as civilization no matter how pretty the window dressing is on this thing we cannot call ourselves a civilized society if people like this are able to advocate so easily for raw evil again no one should want to get close to this person yet people they're going to race to to do it in the coming weeks they're going to do everything they can to prop him up because they know they have to if they draw moral lines in the sand that have anything to do what we've viewed as moral lines in the sand in the past their game is up it points back towards the ultimate line drawer in the sand god and this is all ultimately about god killer stuff so if you think it can't get worse just waste another week to see how I'll be speechless next Friday in trying to have to convince all of you it's two men enter, one man leave. Reminds me of the case in Michigan from a few years ago. You'll recall this one. This is where the teacher was having a homosexual relationship with a high school student. And the parents were, of course, incensed, mm-hmm. brought up charges. And at his sentencing, several of his fellow teachers and educrats in the district mm-hmm. came to testify on his behalf, saying that he had not create, committed any form of sexual assault or abuse, but that this was a teenage boy past the age of consent, 
that was essentially uh, wanting to be groomed into homosexuality, and yeah. and he wanted this. He wanted these relationships, and uh, and 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 of course, when a female teacher preys on a on a high school boy, teachers don't ever show up to say, hey, you know, it's a boy. Of course, he wanted the hot uh, wanted to be hot for teacher and play out a Van Halen music video. Notice, there's a double for standard sure. here, right? Why? Because there's an agenda associated with one and not yes. with the other. That's why. Aaron. I'm going to have to work hard to watch my tongue because, uh, like Rachel, my my worst of the week is not really is not really in that montage. It's actually playing out on on Twitter uh, right now uh, among uh, some right of center people, whatever the hell that means anymore. Pedro, Pedro Gonzalez from the Claremont Institute aptly pointed out recently, I think this morning actually. That promptly after Glenn Youngkin won his Virginia gubernatorial bid in an upset over the Democrat Terry McAuliffe, largely and predominantly on the strength of culture war voters on issues of race and gender, sexual ideology and otherwise, he has promptly appointed multiple people now. One was some, uh, I believe, uh, heritage flack who is a race baiter. Uh, and now most recently to be his communications director or work in his communications department is somebody, some LGBTQ person with pronouns in their bio. And there are people uh, right of center. Let, let me just read you one. I'll, I won't name every single name, but this yeah, is no, one. Let's hear some names. Uh, Guy Benson over let's at Fox News. Yeah. Joshua this person, this comms director with pronouns in the in the bio. Joshua was one of my students when I taught at GU last semester. He's Latino and LGBTQ. He holds some heterodox political views, as do most of us, but is proudly center-right. And he worked his ass off to help Youngkin beat McAuliffe, especially among Hispan Hispanics. Good hire by Glenn. And there are people, one individual who works at MRC TV, a prominent individual who works over there. Let's just name support. every name. Yeah, name Kurt, every name. Curtis Hook over all, at MRC all the names TV. Out there, I saw this. I saw another person uh, yesterday who I cannot name, and trust me on that, Steve, supporting, clapping back at at Glenn Youngkin supporters. Guys, this is why we freaking lose. Heterodox, what? Heterodox by a big tent. That's why we lose every single damn time. You win. You get somebody elected. A Republican elected on the strength of a culture war issue, they pr they uh, they promptly start acting like a Republican, like a Republicrat. You point that out, and then people start coming at you. Big <laughs> big. That's basically what the. It's just panting. I I just I I can't even. Exit question. On a scale of one to ten, with one being the likelihood you would follow Lindsey Graham into the men's room. And 10 being the likelihood that Lindsey Graham would follow you into the men's room. Rank this week's level of total depravity. Rachel. 10 would never happen. Um, so I'm going to go one for me. Okay. Todd. 10. Aaron. 10. All right. Before we get to issue two, this it just needs to be reinforced over and over again. When we have opportunities, because a lot of what we're dealing with, I got a guy was emailing me. You know, I, I kept trying to open up on my browser, the file, the links to the files that you guys put on the Blaze TV special the other night on my Google Chrome. And I just, it would not let me open up the website no matter what I did. So I went to another 
another browser that oh, some DuckDuckGo or something. I've never even heard yeah, of that actually. That's what okay. I use. All right. Well, maybe I should start using it then. But it opened up right away. He goes, I'm not sure what was going on. And I emailed him back. I said, brother, you know exactly what was going on. <laughs> All right. That you're living in an era of absolute fascism where you are seeing elites. This is the classic definition. Not Trump said something mean, so he's a fascist. That's that's not what fascism is. The classic definition of fascism is collusion between elites in the public and private sector to essentially dominate society and the rights and the privileges of individual citizens. And that's what's going on right now, which is why when you have an opportunity to do business with somebody who actually isn't a fascist and even supports our values, take full advantage. We recently did that. Our family made the switch, decided to go ahead and pay off the remainder of our bill enough and make the switch over to Patriot Mobile. And if you want to make the switch to Patriot Mobile right now, they've always got specials, first of all, going on for veterans and first responders. All right, so ask them about that. They also use, yes, the same towers everybody else does. I've not seen any difference in my coverage whatsoever, speeds, nothing. I wanted to upgrade my phone, was able to do that. It was just like any other mobile phone company, except they have actually our beliefs instead. So uh, if you want to take advantage of a free activation with the offer code Steve and make the switch to one of their customized plans, go to their website, patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Once more, patriotmobile.com slash Steve or call 972-PATRIOT. Again, that's 972-PATRIOT. Let's get to issue two, Rittenhouse. The jury in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse wrapped up its third day of deliberation yesterday, apparently unable or unwilling to acquit the Illinois teenager of a homicide charges stemming from his defensive actions during a riot in Kenosha, Wisconsin last year. Judge Bruce Schrader by this point has ample ground, it seems, for a mistrial with prejudice. During the trial, the prosecution made several mistakes and or borderline malfeasant actions, including commenting on the defense's silence in the aftermath of the shooting. During the closing arguments, prosecutor Thomas Binger got out an AR-15, put his finger on the trigger, and pointed it at the jury. After closing arguments, it was revealed the prosecution failed to produce evidence it had to the defense, a high-resolution drone video that would have been central to the defense's case. And just yesterday, Judge Schrader banned MSNBC from the courthouse after an MSNBC freelance reporter was told by a producer to follow the jury bus and take pictures. The man was detained by police. And yet, no verdict and no mistrial with prejudice yet. First question. So we we've already talked about this at length this week, Rachel. So let's let the audience hear from a new voice first. What is the biggest lesson that we have learned from this trial so far, do you think? I'll speak for myself because I've been watching it quite a bit, as has everybody else. And I think going back to what I said earlier about also focusing on how the justice system is playing out for some of these political prisoners of January 6th, combine that with what I'm watching in Rittenhouse. And I think it's a paradigm shift that I've undergone this week, uh, kind of along the lines of what Todd was talking earlier. I've been upset. I've given every week a 10 out of 10 or whatever the worst on the Lindsey Graham scale is that you can give. (laughs) I've been doing that. And I've just been spiraling because I don't think it can get worse. And this week has almost transitioned into, I've been upset and I've given it a a terrible rating, but 
I am now, and we are all now going to be called on possibly to adapt our own behaviors because this could happen to us because there's no common sense. None of this makes sense. And uh, it's completely unfair. And I'll be honest, uh, because that's a really poor note to leave everybody on. Uh, I did go back through the gospels last night and was encouraged to find out there is a man who went through an illegal trial and was murdered for telling the truth in exchange for a mass murder. And uh, he gives us a clear a line of how to cope with these times. And honestly, that's the only thing that's gotten me through this week, because my biggest takeaway is uh, we're all going to be Kyle Rittenhouse someday because it doesn't make sense. It's 100 percent on the money. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know that we should even do the remi- remaining hour and 40 minutes of this show after the point she just made. I mean, should I just do the rest of the live reads? That's really all anybody cares about around here, right? And and just uh, shut her down. We meet, met our contractual obligations because I, I, I don't even know what we'll say the next hour and 40 minutes. I just know it won't be better than that. I, I know it won't be more insightful uh, and wiser than what she just said. But Todd, go ahead and give it your best shot. I will. But God bless you for that, Rachel. Here's the thing. Uh, as is the way with the pundocracy in social media, the the prosecution, the lawyers have been mocked. So stupid! What are you doing? You're and, and you're holding the gun and your your trigger control. Blah blah blah. But we we keep and we do this with Pelosi and everything and, and make, but they know exactly what they're doing. They're not stupid. The theater, the lie, is the point. They know they can get away with it. I know you think it's so pathetic. Of course this thing is going to be thrown out. Of course the rulings go to Wittenhouse's way. Yet here we are, as stupid as we saw everything supposedly be there. And there's rumors that this is a hung jury right now. Did you see that reporting? That yeah, did? there was Newsmax, I think, reported yeah. that last night, that it was six to six. Yeah. Because, again, that jury... No, whether that's accurate or not, I don't know. I mean, Newsmax can't even be honest about what its own employee vaccination program is. So I don't know that I can trust that report, frankly. I think that's fair, but it wouldn't shock you in the least, would it? No, it would not shock me. This is a jury of his peers. And listen, all of us, our peers these days are suckers, they're simps, they're cowardly. I mean, they were they, out there defending their they, property and their yeah, rights, were they? They don't want to take a stand on anything. So are you shocked that despite how pathetic that defense was, the theater was the point all along? And that the theater, they were. that guy knows he's going to be okay. Even if he loses this case, that guy's going to get paid to be on MSNBC. You know, and they'll with the, uh, the money they save from not having to chase down the jurors in the bus anymore. This is who they are. They mock, they shame, we cower, we don't fight back. And that jury, so far apparently, might be buying it hook, line, and sinker. We, it's, we, are, we, we should mock, we should shame, but we never finish the deal. We never realize we mock, shame, but in the end, we must end. Steve's commandments, what is one of your rules? Never confront or never attack, attack which you're not willing to kill there it is yeah. and we just never are which speaks to what aaron said earlier about yunkin you'll get no credit for showing restraint or anything whatsoever no. if you're going to go over the middle you might as well yeah. catch the and ball because you're going to get yes. lit up by the safety coming over the top either way i'm not in this for the laugh track it's an added bonus at times but i'm not in this for the laugh track i need more i want to win aaron do you think any of the people caught up in the Russian revolution, the 
the innocent bystanders, the bystanders, I should say, um, the, the collateral damage civilians. Do you think any time that they were taken in for questioning by the authorities or taken in uh, unjustly for any, any matter whatsoever, do you think that they thought at some point, oh, this is just a big misunderstanding. This will get cleared up in our court system or whatever version they had. Do you think that anybody during the uh, Nazi takeover of Germany, who really wasn't opposed to the Nazis, you know, didn't really, you know, thought some of their ideas about race were a little bit weird, but, you know, this is just a passing fad. We've got elections again, you know, sometime soon. Um, oh, crap. Uh, the police are at my door. They want to question me about some business associate I had. I'm sure this will all get taken care of in the court system. Uh, I, I have nothing to worry about. It's a big misunderstanding. Understand this. There are no misunderstandings anymore. This will not be worked out in court. Whatever it is, that you might be in trouble for with the spirit of the age. It will not be worked out in court. You'll, you'll be lucky if, if it is. Because at this point in time, as you have pointed out, Steve, this is not about race. This is about whether or not you're able, when the spirit of the age is light, literally lighting your neighborhood on fire, if you can actually stand up to that. Yes. If you can't stand up to that, what else are you going to be able to stand up to? Exactly. It's not a misunderstanding. This is very much on purpose. All those people that I just talked about, do you think some of them ended up in the gulag? Some of them ended up in the concentration camps? I'm sure some of them did. Thinking all the while, this is a big misunderstanding. Nope, it's not. They are playing for keeps. They're playing for keeps. This is what they're showing you. And again, I want to reiterate what I said earlier this week. And yes, I understand the people of Kenosha don't want their don't want their businesses, don't want their town burned down again. I understand that they're trying to find some way to go around this without acquitting Kyle Rittenhouse. Just but give I him will the Sudetenland. Just give him the Sudetenland. They exactly. always go. They always go away if you give him the Sudetenland. Every know, time I've read the end of the story. You know what? We just had the twin towers come down. You know what? Patriot Act. Yeah, sure. We'll we'll do it. This no, it never ends well. It never ends well when you don't stand up to them. And that's that's what's going on here. Or, I mean, you could just keep trying to vote your way out of this and vote find out. Youngkin. Yeah, find out that, you know, um, your daughter got raped in school twice. Two different daughters did by a guy who pretending to be a girl in the bathroom and they covered it up. And then the guy you voted for to do something about it, his comms guy has pronouns in his bio with the exact same ideology. I mean, you could just do that instead. That's an option. That's kind of the one we've chosen for the last few decades, right? How's it working out? See my face? Yeah. Let's get to the exit question. If the verdict uh, in the Rittenhouse case were the title of a U2 song from their best overall album, Actong Baby, which is celebrating its 30th anniversary this week. Can you believe that's how old we are now, Todd? I can. Yes. Okay. Which song title from Actong Baby would it be? A, Ultraviolet, Light My Way. B, Mysterious Ways. Or C, who's going to ride your wild horses? Aaron. B. Mysterious ways. So you think this thing will provide no real clarity is yep. what you're saying. Okay. Todd. My answer is why it is not their best overall album because it's 
a the only weak song on that album on Joshua Tree Has None, Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses. You really think this is a better album, Stem to Stern, than Joshua Tree? I mean, it's okay. That's a that's a that's a valid opinion. I just don't agree with that. I think there's there's, just, there's no I bad agree songs on that one. This is I, a bad song. I will agree. There are no songs on this album as good as the best three songs on Joshua Tree. I will agree with that. Okay, but I just think Stem to Stern. This is the better album. But that's all right. I love this album though. Yes, yes, it's outstanding. Rachel, what do you think? Oh, well, I'm not a big fan of of U2, but I did see Bono once in a hallway, and I'm a good one foot taller than him, so that gave me pleasure. <laughs> um, I, one foot, not even one inch. One foot. I was looking down at that sucker. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with B. I don't understand what's going on, and just wake me up when it's over. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Rachel, quickly about my point that this isn't about race, that's the cover? This has been about, as Aaron was reiterating, my point I've made all week. This is about whether or not you will you will be defended if you choose to defend yourself against the spirit of the age mob. What are your thoughts on that in sixty seconds, if you have, if you can do it? Yeah, I completely agree. We we reached the point in the movie where it's it's now no longer oh the Supreme Court we lost that they may not vote in favor of Dobbs they, we've lost them too. You don't even have a fair trial in your own backyard, and it doesn't make sense why a woman who just gave birth and was at the Capitol on January 6th is facing 16 years for simply being there. It doesn't make any sense and has nothing to do with race, has nothing to do with anything other than ideology and the, and the spirit of the age. You are dead right. And even if, even if the, let's just say there's even, a, let's say the, the Newsmax report is correct, and it is six to six. Let's say only a couple of them, maybe even one really thinks what Rittenhouse did should be punished. And the rest are calculations and afraid and what's the aftermath. Again, we're doing mental math here. The other side's not doing any of this no. math at all. Nope. They're not even, they don't even, math is racist. They're not even doing math. They're just, they just do stuff. You know? Who's going to win that, do you think? Them. Yeah, it'll be them if that continues. Yes. More in a moment. Back here on the Steve Day Show, and you know, earlier this year, I was a tad frustrated with our friends over at the Alliance Defending Freedom because they were not um, anxious to get involved in the COVID stand wars, right? You guys remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we kind of put a, I guess we'll say a pause, maybe is a nice way of putting it, on that uh, partnership for a while. Yes. Remember, though, why I was frustrated. It's, it's not because they're not a good organization. It's because I know that they are. It's because I know they're maybe the, the best legal organization uh, in terms of overall the longstanding success we have on the right. They just got another big win yesterday. That teacher in Loudoun County, Virginia, that was that was they tried to fire because he didn't want to go along with the students' pronouns uh, and is going to get his job back. You know who represented him? ADF did. All right. So that's why I was frustrated because I know that these guys can do. I, I know what they are capable of. I've worked with them in the past. And we needed them on the front lines. Well, now they are on the front lines against Biden's attempt at the worst assault that we have seen against bodily autonomy in America probably in about 150 years. Okay, uh, And so if you want to join with them in pushing back and hopefully defeating uh, this unprecedented authoritarian power grab called a vaccine mandate, you can donate to them right now because they represent everybody, including that teacher in Loudoun County, Virginia, pro bono. 
They get by on tax-deductible donations, which is why once they got involved in COVID stand, I myself made a donation. So I would encourage you to do something along those lines with your money that I would not do. All right, ADFlegal.org is where you can go slash Steve to make a tax-deductible donation today at ADFlegal.org slash Steve. Again, ADFlegal.org slash Steve. All right, we welcome back Rachel Semmel as we continue on with our weekly look at the week that was. Yes. An issue with our computer here. It just froze up on us, which plays all of these bits. All right. Do we need to stall here for a second? For like 30 seconds, that okay. would be appreciated. We Thank will stall you. for like 30 seconds. And now, I'll, Steve, go ahead, while Rachel. we're stalling, I can give you a, a little uh, something. I was actually talking to ADF about yesterday. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that this week, Biden, in advance of Secretary Blinken going to Nigeria, uh, took Nigeria off of the religious liberty concern list, which is shocking because Open Doors has Nigeria as one on the top yeah. 10. Yep. Uh, COVID has actually increased Boko Haram attacking and, and raping and murdering children. And ADF is going to step in and start pushing back against what Biden is doing on that. So they did some good stuff on that. But add that to the worst of the week, taking Nigeria off the persecuted Christian list. See, these are things, this is how you know this stuff is not political. Take it from Rachel. I mean, she is still doing full-time hands and feet politics, all right, at, a, at, a, at an administrative and granular level, as she put it earlier. They don't have to make moves like this. It, 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 this administration's got 57 other problems right now. Rachel's worked in a White House. She can tell you you are drinking from a fire hose, and that's when you think you're actually in, on the right track, let alone when you're underwater on virtually everything, as this one is right now. They don't need to, like, add anything else. They don't need another chore, more angst. They don't need to make any more enemies. And is, is, is the religious freedom status of Nigeria really high on a lot of people's priority lists? No. No. So why do something like this? Politically, it's to no benefit on any level at all. Why? Because this isn't political. This is real spiritual warfare happening in this country, playing out, just so happens to be on a political in, within the political realm. But that's this this is this doesn't benefit politically on any level to even go there at all. They just did this because the forces that are behind this hate you. And they hate the truth. That's why they did it. For no other reason than that. Which is why. I'm looking forward to this topic. Issue three, Ron DeSantis did not choose the thug life. The thug life chose him. During an event in Brandon, Florida this week, where Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill outlawing vaccine mandates in businesses and hospitals, a reporter asked him why he's violating the, quote, conservative tenet of home rule. But, uh, so, first of all, this idea that somehow conservatism is about like local school boards. It's the United States of America, not the United School Boards or County Commissions of America. So the, state, the states are the primary vehicles to protect people's freedoms, their health, their safety, their welfare in our constitutional system. What Biden is doing is not constitutional. There has never been, there has never been a federal vaccine mandate imposed on the general public. I hear people talk about, you know, they used they do things in the military. Yeah, when I was in the military, 
they used to give me all kind of stuff. Honestly, I wish I would have thought a little bit, but I mean, whatever it was. But that's much different than regulating the military and then imposing it on civilians in society. It's never been done before. It's not, they don't have the power to do it. There's no federal police power. States have the, the federal the, 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 the police power. So that's from a constitutional perspective. It is worlds, worlds apart. Now, some people say, hey, these local governments wanted to lock down businesses. They wanted to force mandates. They wanted to keep the kids locked out of school. Yeah, you're damn right I overruled them on that because they were wrong. And the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, you, you, don't have right to, you don't have the right to do wrong. And if I had not stepped in last year and made sure that these local governments couldn't lock you down, couldn't mandate, we, get, we, we wouldn't let them fine. We had kids in school last year because of me, not because of them. And that's just the bottom line. And so people can say, is it the job of somebody that, that's elected to look out for the liberties of everyone in the state? Or do you just say, hey, if someone's violating your freedom, we shouldn't do anything. The fact of the matter is, if we would have let them lock the kids out of school last year, we would have paid the piper on that for years and years in this state. If we had let them lock down businesses and restrict and do all that, we would have one of the highest unemployment rates in the country. So we had to stand up for people's liberties, their livelihoods, their right to work, people's right to own a business, and it was the right thing to do. But what Biden is doing, he does not have the, he even admitted he doesn't have the authority to do it. The Saki admitted that they don't have the authority to do it. And in fact, even six months ago, they were all saying, of course you never mandate, of course you never mandate. And so the question is, do we actually have a constitution that constrains people like Biden, or is it just when he loses patience, he can do whatever the hell he wants to? No, I'll take the Constitution. Thank you very much. Video courtesy there, Benny Johnson from Newsmax and The Daily Caller. So let's get to the first question. And Aaron, I'll go to you. Uh, DeSantis has taken the swing state of Florida and turned it into the red state we used to think that Texas was. Has any GOP governor, like ever, done a better job in just one term? Off the top of my head, I think that's a fairly obvious uh, no, especially given the circumstances which we have run down before. Let's just take the circumstances of Florida and put it like 20 years ago. The demographics of Florida put it 20 years ago. Doing that back then, doing what Ron DeSantis has done back then, would have been an incredible feat, an incredible feat. But doing it in the national political climate that we face, add in a pandemic on top of it. Guys, I'm not sure, I'm not really sure that Ron DeSantis is necessarily any more gifted intellectually than the next person. Not sure he's even more intellectually gifted than a Ted Cruz or a, a Mike Lee or any of those senators in Washington. He might not be. He's got a strong wife standing beside him. I think that's a big part, a big part of why he's been able to be so and stand so athwart of the COVID tyranny. Um, but also there's, there's just the understanding of the times in which we live. I think DeSantis and his team get that. I, I think, I hope they get it. Otherwise, 
you know, they've just stumbled into that realization multiple times based on some of their actions. Understanding that it, it, it actually is the government's job. That line there is dynamite. You don't have the right to do wrong. Yes. Yes. Yeah, when, when, when a guy walks into the ladies' bathroom in a high school in Virginia wearing a dress and rapes the daughter, you don't have a right to do that. You don't have a right to engender uh, just dangerous ideologies inside of our children. Yet, many on the right will say, well, that's not federalism. We can't get involved with local decision-making. No, no. It's because you don't understand the cosmic battle that's taking, taking place here, at least on some level. Ron DeSantis and his wife, I think, understand that on some level. I don't know what level that is because I can't explain the actions that he's taken and the job that he's done in any other way. Rachel, what say you? Of anybody who has done as, as good of a job as he has. And it also highlights just how terrible every other governor is. I mean, I, <laughs> yep. I'm from Indiana and, you know, we come from a generation of my my former boss, Mike Pence, uh, uh, uh Mitch Daniels, people that have more or less had to be on autopilot because there really wasn't big issues for them to tackle. And you did, you took for granted how uh, much of a spine you needed your governor to have, as Aaron pointed out, living in the Times. But then you would get a good governor here or there would, ha- would be really great on one issue. Maybe he was really great on, say, uh, uh, lowering taxes or making sure that Indiana was the greatest place to, to live for your family. But then there was always a squish spot. Mm-hmm. There really isn't too many squish spots with DeSantis. He's crushing it on critical race theory. He's crushing it on COVID. He's crushing it on law enforcement, giving bonuses to cops. There, He is a unicorn in the sense that once we see something we like in a governor, we always have to turn the other way. I mean, p- people got suckered in with Christy Nome because they saw a shiny object and they forgot there was a 50 million downsides to her. Mm-hmm. But you don't get that with Ron DeSantis. You turn him over, you flip him over. He's great on both sides. I think it's Scott Walker as, as being phenomenal on one issue, and then we could not imagine how undefined he was on virtually every other issue nationally when he tried to run for president, right? What do you think, Todd, yeah. quickly? I think you'd have to maybe go back to Reagan. Uh, as governor of California. Yeah. As governor of California. And what he, beyond just the issues of the time, knowing a moment, how to transition that into a larger stage. Standing up to the protesters and the hippie movement and that kind of stuff yeah. when he was governor there. Yeah. That's an interesting analogy. All right, let's get to the uh, let's get to the exit question. If DeSantis's ultimate political future were a song from U2's Actong Baby, again celebrating its 30th anniversary this week, which song title from Actong Baby would it be? A one, B even better than the real thing, as in something even better will eventually come along, or C, Acrobat. One. What do you think, Aaron? One. Rachel. If I understood this correctly, I think two, right? Because nothing better will come along? Or no, you something that- even better will come along. Okay, I'm yeah, one. You're I'm at a one. one cam now. Okay. Yeah. So let's get to the kicker question here with a quick answer. Uh, for issue four, who do you guys think is the next DeSantis or a political figure? Doesn't even have to have elected office right now, but a political figure largely unknown by most Americans that will be a household name on the right within the next three years. Rachel, you have anybody? Yeah, Janice McGeehan, Idaho. 
I think she's fantastic. Oh, that's Lieutenant that is Daniel's crush. The the LG that there. is Daniel's crush. Yeah. I'm stealing it. I think she's phenomenal. I mean, who else has the stones to make themselves acting governor when the governor travels and then throw in some right. anti-mask mandate? Right. And you'd think Governor Little would learn to never leave. Don't home, leave the state. House arrest. Yes. Don't leave the state, man. That woman is awesome. Yeah. I hope everybody knows about her soon. She actually just got Trump's endorsement. A lot of people worried that was not going to happen, but she did. So. But I, yeah. that's a name that uh, that Daniel is very high on, and you know, you have known you've known him as long as I have. He is he's he's not high on anything. So when he when he's high on someone, look out, Aaron. You grab it with both hands. Yes, you yeah. do. Yes, I would say I, I know she's familiar to a lot of people on on the right already, uh, at least on in the Twitterverse. But I think Lauren Boebert. I could see that as well. Yeah, I wonder if she's actually benefits from the presence of a Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm-hmm. in that they've 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 kind of sunk all their claws into her. Yep. And and so she hasn't gotten the Marjorie Taylor Greene Palin treatment. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I wonder if she's kind of def- been deflected from that. Todd. Uh, oh, real I, quick, I love what she did yesterday, or th- two days ago. Did you see that? Where they were trying to censure Goser? Oh, yeah. And she mm-hmm. just stood up and read the account of Eric Swellwell yep. Yep. Uh, tapping the Chinese spy. Yep. <laughs> I just love the fashion. Yep, <laughs> that was great. That was that was that was masterful trolling. Go ahead, Todd. I'm sorry. Relative to how he's known now, we know him, but Chip Roy. Yeah, I that one. I here's what here's. I don't know how unknown he is from the right. I mean, on a household level, a congressman from Texas is you know from the Austin suburbs is not a household name, but I, I could I could see that. That is that is if he doesn't spontaneously combust in the next six months because. Y'all think you're on your last nerve, all right? Yeah. Chip left, I just tell you as his buddy, Chip left last nerve behind around Labor Day, guys, all right? I mean, right now, man, he's he is he, he's not even coasting on fumes. He's pushing the car around the track at this point. To quote he's so frustrated. Jr., I dig that about yeah, him. He is he's on a very thin th- he's not even on a thread, man. He's on the sliver of the thread that fell on the floor and you picked it back up but you can't find it. That's where Chip is at right now, okay? Let's get to our predictions. Go ahead, Aaron. Uh, Biden will emerge from his colonoscopy and uh, on the walkover from Marine One will say, uh, my butt's been scoped. <laughs> oh, nice reference there. Go ahead. It's been wiped. Uh, that's a great video. Todd, go ahead. Uh, amazingly enough, we are probably going to boycott the Olympics, not because of everything that's happened regarding COVID, which is why this should have happened a while ago. Mm -hmm. But because of, and this is a terrible story, and I'm glad the tennis world is stepping up, I guess, but a Chinese national has disappeared. and Because she accused a member of the Communist Party of assaulting her, right? And that is now giving uh, people the guts to do what nobody apparently will do by trying to declare war on us. Yes, the commissioner of the LPG, or I'm sorry, of the the Tennis Association apparently has some balls that like no other sports commissioner has. Yeah. All right, Rachel, go ahead. You know, I, I'm stuck on this whole Rittenhouse thing. I think that um, whatever happens, my prediction is going to be that they're going to drag, as they already are, the judge through the mud, and they're going to uh, find another victim to prop up once they figure out, hey, we don't, we can actually survive a, a public trial where a nothing, it, none of the facts are in our, uh, our favor, and we can just start doing this to everybody. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more high-profile, unfortunately, po- political prisoners being made a scene of, and I think we're going to have to get, just get used to that fact. I think you're probably right. Uh, my prediction, by Christmas, they will trot out the phrase, pandemic of the unboosted. 
by Fauci and the Democrat media. You will hear that phrase by Christmas. Science! Yes. Rachel, good to see you as always. All right, have a great Thanksgiving. Take care. You too. All right, we'll come back with some feedback Friday here in a moment. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show, live and on demand here with Hour 2, alongside Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. We'll get to your feedback here in a moment. That's where we respond to your responses to us via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com. Facebook, Twitter, at Steve Dace Show. Facebook, MeWe Parlor, Gab and Getter. Just look for my name, Steve Dace, there. Get clips of the show at rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. And then also, um, if you are a podcast listener, please, uh, we appreciate you so much. Show your appreciation for us. Leave us a five-star review if you like us. Uh, Hit the subscribe and follow button as well. So many of you have done that. Thousands and thousands of you, in fact. And we thank each and every one of you uh, for doing so. Uh, Also, if you own your own home, uh, if you don't, next 60 seconds or so, you don't need to worry about. But if you do, make sure you are aware of what is called home title theft. Now, this is where... Uh, cyber thieves go online, particularly right now with exploding home values across the country. Uh, and they go to online databases where maybe they've got uh, information about you from a data leak somewhere that they can't use to steal your identity, right? They can't use it to steal your identity, but they can use it to pretend they're you to log in. I mean, somebody just did this to us on DoorDash last night. My, my wife got an alert about, uh, hey, you, you know, you've ordered well over $100 worth of food why do you want it delivered to San Antonio, Texas? Right? So, mm-hmm. so I mean, we have, that's an example of what I'm talking about. We have identity theft protection. You should if you don't, by the way. But we have that. So, I mean, they're not going to steal our identity. But somewhere along the line, there was a data breach and they got the password to our DoorDash account and tried to order well over 100 bucks of food last night before Amy shut them down. That's an example of what we're talking about. And they, they go online where your home's titles are kept Log in now that they have this personal data. Log in as you. Make it look like you sold your home to them, and you could end up spending a fortune in legal fees uh, to prove that you did not uh, do this, that this was a fraud that was committed against you. That's why you want home title lock. They put the barrier around your home's title. The, the instant they detect anyone, from a cyber thief to even a renter, trying to do anything uh, that sounds a little nefarious at all, uh, they help to shut it down. So go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you're already a victim while you're there at HomeTitleLock.com, and then enter the code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. Again, 30 free days of protection with the code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. A couple of uh, notes I want to let you know. Now, there are multiple reports now that the the verdict for the Rittenhouse case is in and will be read within this hour. So we will keep you up to date on that. Uh, and the minute that that happens, we will have uh, the verdict and also our reaction to it. If you are watching us live on Blaze TV uh, or listening to us live on Blaze Radio, and if you're going to be one of the people watching this later on Rumble or uh, listening on the podcast later, you're going to get our absolute, it sounds like, instant visceral reaction to this verdict. So that's numerous media outlets are reporting this now and the court is being uh, refilled as we speak. So we anticipate that verdict here at any point before between now and when we go off the air. Uh, Seven Cells is the fulfillment pharmacy we introduced it to here on a, a few weeks ago on the show. Okay. And they have, I, they have filled so many ivermectin protocol prescriptions 
they told our sales staff a few days ago that with the promo codes for Daniel and I show that we offered you for this, that, that there's been over $200,000 in deductions from the promo code. That's how much business they have gotten. Absolutely make sure you're prepped for winter because winter's coming. It's almost here. All right. And now they're even, now they're, now they're telling you what I, what I, what we told you months ago. These vaccines have limited efficacy. Now they're telling you this, and that's why you need endless boosters. Okay. Well, if you're wondering why there's been a struggle with the website, they they suffered a cyber attack. I I just found out because this is again what I said last hour. This is spiritual warfare. They suffered a cyber attack. They've had to set up a new landing page. All right. So go to seven cells and the, and you have to spell out the number seven. All right, so if, if you still haven't gotten your script fulfilled yet, because so many of you have gone there, which is what we wanted you to do, 7cells.com slash Daniel is the new landing page. And you can use our code or Daniel's code. I don't care. Just get your discount and make sure you're armed and ready for northern seasonality, okay? So 7cells.com slash Daniel. They've had to set up a new landing page for this. Because, you know, pharmacies get cyber attacked all the time, right? Sure. It's a common... It's common, like anonymous, and, and those kinds of people are hacking the pharmacies constantly. Yeah. Why did this one suffer a cyber attack? Well, you know. You know. Okay? So, 7cells.com slash Daniel. Any quick thoughts on either one of those things before we go to Feedback Friday? Let's go. All right. Let's let it rip. Uh, let us begin with this note, uh, and I'm going to withhold the name, and I think you'll see why when I read the note. I work at a Fortune 500 company. Our company employs employees over 20,000 employees nationwide. And they've recently emailed all of us about their new COVID rules via the Biden mandate. This is my first corporate style job and it's bringing me a steady income. I'm making a lot more than my peers and I need to save for my future life with my future wife. However, I feel like I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place as we all are. They're going to make us all get vaccinated or show a weekly test. <clears throat> After seeing a lot of heart complications with young men, I have decided I will not be getting the jab. I'm getting married next year to the love of my life, and I want to be able to teach our kids to stand up for what is right, even if it costs you comfort. I can't in good conscience get the jab just to keep my job and at the same time tell my future kids they need to stand up for what is right. I need to be able to set that example and walk the walk, not just talk the talk. While our company has not mandated the vaccine yet, they have made it clear that the door is still open. So here's my question. Here's where my question comes in. I am good family friends with the CEO of this large company. This man is a good guy, but he is all in on COVID tyranny. Would it be appropriate to personally reach out to him about this matter? Should I prod him to reconsider? Or should I just let the chips fall where they may? With the context of my situation, what should I do? I appreciate all you guys do. I listen every day. God bless. So I... I, I'm going to give my answer, and then you guys can agree with it or disagree, okay? The, the first thing I would, I, would, I would say to you, name withheld, is if you don't go to him, would you regret it later on? Right? One of the reasons you're making your decision that, that you're making here, it's what our founders call it, called posterity, or we call it legacy. You're, you're, you're anticipating the legacy, the example you want to set and leave behind for your children. So would you regret 
not attempting to go to him if indeed you have the relationship with him that you think you have. Because I would answer that question first. Because if you wouldn't regret going to him, then it's probably not worth your time to do so. And, and at that point, you ask yourself, am I taking, therefore, an unnecessary risk? I'm already practicing my level of disobedience. Am I moving beyond, you know, uh, willing martyr to kamikaze pilot? If, if you don't think it would be, if, if you would regret not going to him, then, then, then at that point, um, I think that kind of tells you about where you think he truly is and where you think he truly isn't. So I, so that's really the, now that I think about it, really the only question that I think you have to ask yourself is, would you regret not doing so? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, considering the darkness of the options and you actually have this in front of you, it would be malfeasance not to take advantage of this because there's very few good options uh, before us these days, all of them are going to require some level of uh, uh, pain and suffering. That and the cult is such. I've been watching uh, with what's going on with uh, Sweden. Obviously, we've talked about on the show that they've been vaccinated, but apparently <clears throat> now they may have their own version of a vaccine passport. Yes, like there, we we've made no bones about the fact that they, listen, they've been a diehard socialist country for whatever miracle that took place that convinced them and almost them alone to just rely on actual science and it have borne out to be right but now that actually they're safe from that and all is politics now apparently they may be devolving back into the same cult status and they just want to rule I can't think of any other way than then that's the case. And here in your relationship here, the power of the cult status is such that if you have, if it's even right now, and I'm not certain of it yet, but if it's even going to kneecap Sweden, after what Sweden has genuinely accomplished, you, you've got to take every opportunity you can to provide as much breathing room as possible, not knowing where it may lead, but we're going to need some miracles along the way. Let's face it, folks. We just are going to. And you need to buy some time. So I would absolutely take advantage of this. All right. So you just went Mordecai and gave him the Esther speech, basically. Yeah. Right. Okay. Aaron, you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm more in line with Todd. I, I think with the stipulation, if you have the, the the relationship that it seems like you do with this individual, you must you must do that. I think the very fact that you're even asking this question indicates that you must, that you're struggling with this. The answer to Steve's question is, yes, I would. I would regret this. So I would say if you're asking this question in this circumstance, the answer is yes. Hmm. All right, let's get to the next email. Uh, and this is from Dr. Kimberly Gambino. She is the lead psychiatric provider at the Cumberland Family Medicine Center. This is in Kentucky. All right. I am a loyal listener to your show, and thank you so much for your guidance and inspiration during these perilous times. I'm a doctorally prepared nurse practitioner with two national board certifications. I have 30 years in the nursing field. I tell you my background so you are aware of where I'm coming from. I'm in the midst of COVID, Stan. I'm appalled at the attitude of my own company and the physician who owns it. 
With the vaccine mandate looming, emotions are high. I recently sent an email that I would not be taking the jab to administration and attached my reasons why. I sent my religious exemption letter as well as proof of my natural immunity and a link to the Israeli study regarding natural immunity. I'm obviously not compatible with this company any longer and will either be resigning or or most likely forcing them to fire me. When an individual like myself speaks against the cult, I am labeled as incompetent or spreading false information. But for 30 years, I have practiced with integrity and tried to give the best patient care possible. I have heard and seen incidences where in which patients are literally sent home from hospitals without any treatment, and some of them have died. I can't believe we are here in the medical world, and it breaks my heart. The idea that we give no treatment to a sick individual but force vaccines that obviously are not even working. These vaccine pushers never question the lies of Dr. Fauci or why Congress has exempted themselves, illegal aliens, or the United States Postal Service. They don't care that Walensky, CDC director, cannot tell Congress how many of her own staff are vaccinated. Recently, a dear friend at 81 was sent home without treatment and was found dead by his family a week later. My heart was broken, but he is one of many. I know there will be a meeting with me next week, and I am sure it will be to attempt to get me into the groupthink. That will not happen. I plan to tell him that I bow to God and not any man. They may call me a kook, but I call them a cult. Steve, what further advice would you give me? I am walking away from a six-figure salary, but my conscience won't allow me to stay, and I'm contemplating leaving the field. I pray you read this on the air for others that feel as alone and helpless as I do. Dr. Kimberly Gambino, lead psychiatric provider, Cumberland Family Medicine Center. First piece of advice, make it hurt. Cause as much pain and discomfort on your way out as you can. Don't, this is what, you know, and and even good friends of mine. Remember Kim Davis, also in Kentucky, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I get that she doesn't want to issue gay marriage license, so just resign. No, no. Nope. No. There's no testimony in just resigning. There's no testimony in that. The test, Kim's testimony was bolstered by her refusal. The refusal. Force the spirit of the age to do the deed. Make it happen. Cause the pain to occur. Make it as painful as possible while not violating your integrity, not violating your professional decorum. But make it, make them, make them do it in broad daylight. Expose it all. Force, force the call. Call the bluff. Do we have a verdict? Yes. Not guilty on all counts. Not guilty on all counts for Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, buckle up. But hallelujah. Yeah, there is yep. still... Good Good on those jurors. Yes, good on those jurors. I Guys, I honestly just got to chill yep. at that. <sighs> Give me a second here. Um, actually, That's the, a win. The, that is, that's a massive win, and the timing of the verdict with this email is, in our program, is yeah. very providential. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Okay. Even though, even, even though I think a mistrial with prejudice was justified here, the fact that it was denied, force, what did, what did Rittenhouse do here and his attorneys? Didn't take a plea deal. They forced the trial. They forced the roaches out into the sun. They put them on camera. Those jurors, I think, ran out the clock for several days hoping to get a mistrial because this should not have taken four days. This was day four of deliberations, right? Yep. This should have maybe taken four mm-hmm. hours tops. And only four hours because you're damn hungry and, and lunch was coming in, okay? No. Make it painful. 
Make it painful for them to do this. Force them to force them to show their hand. Do not walk away. Do not resign. Make them do the deed. Make them do it. You know why people don't try this stuff with me? You know why kids don't even try it? Because right away, I set a precedent with people. I will make you follow through. You are willing, you're welcome to step to me if you want. Chances are you can kick my ass. But we are going to find out. We will find out. We will see it through to the end. Let me tell you, of all the people I've met in this business, the last damn person I'm getting in a fight with is the five foot five, bucko five Jewish dude named Daniel Horowitz. Why? Because he's that guy that had the lowest weight on your high school wrestling team, but nobody ever messed with him. Because you knew that that guy was going to the mattresses. You better be prepared to see that altercation all the way through to the end because he's biting kneecaps, elbows on the way out. He ain't going down without a fight. And you will have to, you literally will have to finish him off because he'll go, he'll, he'll fight you to the last freaking breath. Do you have the stamina and willingness to do that? They don't because they haven't had to. Because we've been willing to walk away or send anonymous notes. And sometimes we have to. I get it. Like the first note I read, I think that was smart to keep that anonymous because you've got an opportunity here to internally have an impact, right? And maybe you blow that if you, if you, if you, if you blow your cover. But, well, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to be noticed. Nope. Why not? Why not? Why take the pain away from them? Force them to do it. Make it rain. Make it happen. Call the bluff. And roll the tape and give us all the footage. Most of these people have never been in a fight. They've never been in a war. Many of you in this audience have. They've never had to fight a war at home with their own dad. Some of us in this audience have. They've never been in a fight. They don't know what it's like. They don't know they can take a punch. I've told my two daughters, when you go to find a husband, two requirements. One, love the Lord, and two, gotten their ass kicked at least one time. Because any man that's never taken a punch, either A, thinks he's invulnerable and he'll be reckless, or B, he's a total wimp and he won't take any leadership or initiative whatsoever because he's not sure if he gets knocked down, he can get back up. Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's do the deed. Let's go ahead. We'll play it out. Let's see what happens. If I resign, I know I lose. If I force them to go through the hassle of firing me, though, there's a chance I might win. Several of you have emailed me about Dr. Ryan Cole in the last few weeks that they keep the board of health there keeps coming after him because he was appointed to his local board of health there in Idaho. So the state board keeps trying to get rid of him. Ryan, Ryan and I were talking about that privately the other night. And you know what he told me? I would love it. I would love it if they actually went all the way with it and forced a hearing. Can you imagine the evidence and I would bring to that and the platform that would provide? And I said mm-hmm. to him, the fact that this, the fact that they might be desperate enough to do that because they want to pretend people like us don't exist. Remember when after this book came out, you and I kept, all right, when's the Daily yeah. Beast or the hit piece coming, right? What's the one thing we got wrong? And especially after it went to number, it never came. Nope. Why? 
because they don't want to give us a platform to annihilate them by confronting us and considering us legitimate. You want people like Ryan Cole to have their licenses brought up because it's in those hearings where dude's going to go, here I stand, I can do no more, may God have mercy on my soul, do your worst because I've got receipts. We want this confrontation. They win because they get to avoid it. They don't have to wrestle with the truth. We take our truth and we bury it under a bushel, resign quietly, go away. No, no more. Be a hassle. Be an a-hole. Be a pest. Make them do it. Make them put the blood on their hands. Confront them. Most of them don't have the balls, I promise you. I've gotten this far in life, born to a 15-year-old mom, by two things, the grace of God and calling the bluffs of bullies, whether their names are Dave Dace or Mitt Romney. That's how I got to where I am. Call the bluff. Most of these people don't have what it takes. That's why they virtue signal to the mob, please, please give me affirmation. They're weak. Make them fight. They don't have any fight in them. Any thoughts, gentlemen? Well, we're trying to save this thing called America and nothing less than that. Well, remember, how did Captain America become Captain America? Before he had any power, he was chosen for something fundamental that was in him that would let those powers be used for good instead of evil. When the bullies came, what did he say? I can do this all day. That needs to be you, without exception. You know what? Those jurors in Kenosha, whether or not I was hung for a while, whether or not juror, I think it was 54, was reviewing this case at home, they came to the right conclusion. It's clear based on the fact that they deliberated for three and a half days, they did not want to reach the conclusion that they did. But they knew somehow some way they knew this was what we had to do you are going to face consequences you're going to face consequences for speaking up for taking the correct answer or the action i should say for confronting evil when it appears in front of you when you have the opportunity to do so you will face consequences just like Captain America faced the consequence of a fist in his fate, face multiple times. But like Todd said, I love that analogy. We have to have resilience. As we are speaking right now, the spirit of the age and its forces in this country are circling the wagons. Do you think that they're going to walk away from this verdict? Oh, okay, justice has been done. Our legal system at work again. Well, nope, no. Somewhere, some, somehow, they are seething right now. Now, though, whether or not they act on that seething, you know what? That's, that remains to be seen, and, and I would guess that we will see it. But right now, there are still political prisoners in Washington, D.C. for the events at the Capitol on January 6th that have not gotten justice. The opposite, in fact. There are still kids all around this country, some even our, in our backyard, who are being muzzled Every single day. Soon, there will be kids in your backyard, in our backyard, in everybody's backyard, who will be facing expulsion from, from school 
for not getting the jab. I promise you that. What are we prepared to do? Are we prepared to be the watchman on the wall 24-7, 365? Or are we going to rest on laurels of getting another puke like Yunkin appears to be elected? I need to calm down a little bit. So this is a great time for me to tell you about keeps. All right. In the awkward segue department. Uh, you know what? You've got a million reasons to be stressed out these days. And we just talked about several of them. But your receding hairline and male pattern baldness doesn't have to be one of them anymore. Find out why Keeps is the real deal with more five-star reviews than their competitors. And it's because um, they offer lower prices with the generic versions. So you save about half the cost of their hair retention products, all FDA approved. Uh, it's also the convenience they throw in. Everything's online. You answer a few easy questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and a licensed physician prescribes for you the proper protocol, and it's shipped directly to your door. So you save money all the time. There's convenience all the time. And then they help you save bigger money that very first time. Half off your first order right now when you go to keeps.com slash grow. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S, for keeps.com slash grow. Again, keeps.com slash grow. You you cannot outsource your citizenship to the Republican Party. Even though Glenn Youngkin's already disappointing you, the message that was sent two weeks ago by destroying the Democrats in a state that they had worked hard to turn blue, that message does still matter. And it is still a righteous message. But you guys remember what I said the day after the election? When I said it doesn't matter whether Glenn Youngkin's the real deal or not. What did I say? Who does it matter whether they're the real deal or not? Us. There's going to be a bigger red wave next year than the, than it, it, next year might be the two Tea Party mid waves of 2010 or mid years uh, of 2010 and 2014 combined. It could be that big in one fell swoop. And it'll be a lot of the same kinds of Republicans we've always elected. The real issue is are we the same kinds of people? Did we learn anything from the Tea Party? That, that begat those red waves, and then all we got in response, we got one sequester, and then the rest was failure theater followed by surrender caucus for the second Obama term. That's all we got out of it. The question is, are we different? Are we different? Kyle Rittenhouse didn't run for office. I don't even know. I don't even know what his politics are, man. And yet, without voting Republican... Or running for office. When we talk about the answer is us here on this show. That's been our theme this year. Mm -hmm. The cavalry isn't coming. If anything, those are, those are people in, 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 in Stasi uniforms coming for us, right? We've, we've been talking about yes. this now for going on 11 months, right? And yet here's Kyle Rittenhouse without any political agency at all. No political station, representation. And look at the impact he has had on his own We wouldn't have found out that Antifa dude was a, was a pedo without Kyle Rittenhouse. You wouldn't have seen how corrupt the regime's prosecutorial uh, practices are without Kyle Rittenhouse. We would have never met this judge who dropped the freaking hammer on the media multiple times in broad daylight without Kyle Rittenhouse. No elected office. Didn't vote it, didn't think I'm going to vote my way out of this. 
I mean, the Republican Party is not coming to save my old man's property. I guess that's going to be up to me, right? You see the point I'm trying to make here? Now, this is obviously an extreme situation. But do you think you could run for your school board? Not asking to stand, you know, armed, athwart a riot. Okay? That's what Kyle did. And then, you know, faced murder charges for one of the most, for practicing one of the most bedrock principles of Americana. Defense of life, liberty, and property. Can you run for your school board? Can you go visit your Republican legislator? Not send him an email. Drive downtown to the Capitol. And just, hey man, this bill's coming up. What you doing? Because I'm hearing you're getting a little squishy on this. And you shouldn't. And you won't. That's why I'm here. Can you do that with your congressman? Don't like just go to the event. Corner him in the hallway. Hey, dude, you work for us. Don't sell us out. Because that's really all we've really had to do for the better part of the last 30 years. And we just didn't do it. I'll never forget one of the individuals I helped get elected to the state house here in Iowa a decade ago when we had the gay marriage battle waging. And he said to me, you know, Steve, when your side, when our side gets together, we have one mass rally outside the state house and a few thousand people show up in January. The other side can't do that, but they bring two or three people down here to bug us every single day. And that's effective. See, we haven't been willing to do that. And that's why we're where we are. And that's why Glenn Youngkin and people like him are where they are, too. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. And, you know, you've got 360 joints from your neck down your back, uh, through your vertebrae, to your arms, hips, knees, and feet. That's a lot of places for inflammation to seep in and cause chronic pain, especially as we get older. And the crappy thing about getting older is that if we are inactive, the inflammation gets worse. And then if we try to get active, the inflammation can get worse in response. <laughs> all right, that's why if you're looking for an all-natural anti-inflammatory, use the one I use, uh, that is, I use daily, that is also backed by over 30 years of clinical research. It's called Omega XL, and right now you can buy one bottle, get a second one for free when you go to omegaxl.com slash Steve. That's Omega xl.com slash Steve, or you can give them a call at 800-844-4888. They'll give you the same offer there. Just tell them, you, just tell them we sent you when you call 800-844-4888. I just want to reinforce this point that I made before the end of the last segment because it goes to everything we've talked about all year long. The Republican Party didn't come to save Kyle Rittenhouse. In fact, a lot of Republicans haven't said a damn word about it. You didn't decide, you know what, I'm going to wait till the next election and I'm going to vote people in that will, that will think rioting's bad. In the meantime, I guess we'll just wait for our, my, my old man's property and home to be destroyed. This trial has done more to defend cherished traditions of Americana 
than any development I can think of domestically in recent years. Because this is even bigger than the stuff we talked about that DeSantis is doing in Florida. Why? Because it played out in a trial without any filter whatsoever. Everybody had to watch the events objectively on camera. Hear the testimony objectively on camera. No filter. Raw footage only. And you saw that this entire thing was a sham. Because it's not about race. This has always been about whether you have the power still to defend your way of life. Or does the spirit of the age get to say, those are our streets now. Those are our homes now. That's our property now. Those are our towns now. And here's our thugs. Nobody knew who a Kyle Rittenhouse was 16 months ago. Now he's a household name. How many elections did Kyle Rittenhouse win? None. The people still rule here, folks. When we rule, the people still rule when we rule. Frankly, some of my industry, maybe a lot of it, is to blame, has some share of the blame for this. Sit back, tune in for three hours or two hours a day or 20 minutes a day, buy our books, buy, peddle our wares, vote GOP, enjoy a nice life. Little kind of George W. Bush after 9-11. No home front, no mobilization. Go back to Walmart or the terrorist win. Guns and butter and endless war in Iraq. And unless you were one of the families that couldn't get out of endless war in Iraq because you were serving over there for EVs, on an average day in 2004 and five, did it feel like we were at war with Iraq? No. No. Didn't. Or Afghanistan? No. No, not really. Do you remember the great battle in Afghanistan in 2003? What? Exactly. You know what an Iwo Jima is, though, don't you? Yes, I do. You know what a Guadalcanal is, don't you? Yes, I do. You know what a Midway is, don't you? Yes, you know what a Normandy is, though, don't you? Yes. Yeah. See my point? Yes. Yeah. That's kind of been the, the political model on the right. Tune into our shows. And please continue to do that. I like my job. But, but this is a means to an end. It is not the, the means of the end itself. Tune into our shows. Work 9, 10 hours a day. Make your money. Tune into our shows a few hours a day. Buy our books. You know, vote GOP every two, four, or six years. And fire up the Pleasant Valley Sunday. That ain't going to work. And now, here are mobs. And now, here are riots. And now, your daughter's raped by a dude in the women's locker room. And now, here are your pronouns. And now, here's the human trafficker swap meet we used to call a border. Should I continue? You could. I could. Because the, the, the list of, of usurpations on our behalf is long and sadly undistinguished. The answer has always been us. It's always been us. But when asked if you're going to take that, you always keep saying, I don't know, maybe. You know, I don't know, is it on Pluto TV? Is it free? I got to tell you, 
the amount of you pissed off in my inbox that we have left the Q&A for our subscribers that Ryan Cole and Daniel Horowitz and I did the other night behind a paywall on Blaze TV doesn't give me a lot of hope, frankly, that we're we're ready for the task at you, hand. You haven't told me that. Oh yeah, it's it's that, that, that there have been quite a few complaints because ten bucks a month. I, 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 I've got to now lecture conservative media consumers on what free market, how free market economics works, and that none of us are here devoting our time. Where none of us are volunteers. It's not a ministry. Oh no, by the way, even if it was, you'd have to pay there because they need your donations. Ten bucks a month, and like we're like sellouts for ten bucks a month. I, I just, I, it's always been us. We've always been the problem, therefore we are the solution here. My name is No. My number is No. If you call it again, it'll be hell no. No. You have a mask mandate where you live because you obey it. You have a vax mandate where you work because you obey it. You have tyranny where you live because you obey it. It's not the Declaration of Dependence, guys. It's the Declaration of Independence. And it always requires your lives, fortunes, and sacred honors to declare it. And this moment today should give you some hope. This young man was smeared by the President of the United States as a white supremacist. The entire media industrial complex attempted to destroy this young man. They literally tried, the spirit of the age literally tried to kill him. With a pedo who came off the top rope with a skateboard. And yet he's walking out of there today a freer man than he has ever been. We're also a little bit freer today because of what he's endured. Praise God that not too many of us will be called or thrust into situations of such extreme vigilance as this one. But we're all going to be called to at least some, some level of vigilance. Some. A little bit. A little bit. Can I tell the foreman at the job I go home and complain about every night? Nope. Steve, you don't know what it's like, dude. I started in an effing mail room, dude. Are you kidding me? I was thinking about this today. If Michigan and Ohio State both win, this would be the highest both teams have been ranked going into the game since 1997. 
You know what I was doing in 1997? Working at a temp agency called Manpower. Don't confuse it with the DC bar that Lindsey Graham hangs out at. It's an actual name of a temp agency. I worked the desk answering phones in an office at Drake University that week, and I remember it well because nobody called, so I was just online in the early days of dial-up internet trying to read everything I could about the upcoming Michigan-Ohio State game. Number one versus number four. Don't tell me I don't know what it's like. I spent the last two years on this show. If I was wrong at any point whatsoever, given the subject matter and the stakes, I was never doing this for a living again. Don't tell me I don't know what it's like. We don't all have to be Kyle Rittenhouse. We got to be just a little bit tougher, a little bit ornerier, a little bit pricklier, a little bit, ah, oh, hell knower than we currently are. Not a lot more. That's the thing. It's not even a lot more, guys. It's not a lot more. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit. Janet Rogers writes, I've been confused as to why Black Lives Matters wants the conviction of Kyle Rittenhouse for killing two white men. I've concluded they want to send the very clear message that they own the streets, not people emboldened enough to protect themselves, their family, friends, and possessions. We are to live in fear of their judgment and justice. Amen. Janet is correct. 100%. Yep. Right on the money. In fact, Janet, you said it better than I've actually said it the last couple weeks or last couple days when I've made this point. You said it very well. Ben writes, I have three boys, ages five, four, and one. My oldest son is getting old enough now that he is starting to see and question things. For example, he asks why I'm not wearing a mask in public when everyone else is. And where did COVID, we call it the bad bug, come from? I want my boys to be able to enjoy their childhood without being worried about the bad things that are going on in the world. At the same time, I would like to be as honest as possible about the challenges that we are facing. Where is the line between raising children who are aware of what is happening and raising children who are scared about things that aren't their battle. Great question. I can only give you the policy we had in our household, and our kids aren't all fully grown yet, and we don't know what kind of adults they're going to be yet, so it doesn't. we don't know yet that it works. <laughs> could have, we could have chosen a terrible policy, but it's the one we went with, and we're going to observe the results now the next 10 years in real time, all right, uh, chewing all of our nails. Uh, but the policy we had at the Day's house, uh, Ben, was when the kids were old enough to ask the right questions, we gave them the right answers. Now, at some sometimes those right answers, given their age or situation, or the issue at hand, might have been more blunt than others. But they were given the right answers nevertheless. So like in your situation with your five-year-old, he asked the right question. I would give him the right answer. But within the context of these people don't believe in science and data, they've been deceived. They don't know the truth. And I'm trying to model the truth to them and protect people. I'm trying to protect you from falling for these kinds of lies. Put it in the in put it in the in a framework of you're protecting your son by doing this. Because number one, that's what your five year old wants to feel is that dad is going to protect me and keep me safe. I can trust and rely on my dad. But yeah, ultimately, if the kids were old enough to ask the right questions, we gave them the right answers. You have a thought on that one, Todd? 
Well, it has a lot to do with what you just said uh, about needing to be a little bit pricklier, a little bit ornier. ornier. You, it can't all be theoretical. You don't need to pick every fight, but your kids will sooner or later develop the BS meter. And if it's always all talk, if it's always all hat, if there's, but if there's never any cowboy... Uh, it, it it's going to get hollow. And this starts with faith and goes all the way down. When did you practice? When did you bear your cross? When were you willing to take the risk? When were you willing to be called the names because something had to be said that no one else would say? That is everything. And it's why my kids know that in our household, that they've seen that even if it's hard to understand, even if on some days it's uh, hard to agree with, they know, Steve talked about before, they'll know I'll take it to the mat. Definitely for them, but I'm not about empty words. I will follow through and what I say as the leader of my household, that has to happen. That's a non-negotiable. Follow through there is the key, especially as you get older. You're willing, or they get older, I should say. When they will start thinking for themselves, they will start questioning you and doubting you because they want to become their own individual. And when you go through those times, your willingness to follow through on what you claim to believe will have built built-in credibility and integrity with them. So even during the times when they won't agree, they will still trust you and your motivations as your sincerity because they've seen you actually follow through, as you just said, on what you believe. Now, if you want to follow through on record low mortgage rates right now, whether that's uh, a refi, that's what I did recently, or maybe you're going for the whole shebang. You, you're looking to relocate. Maybe you want to live in a state like Florida and Iowa and, and, and see what it's like to still be somewhat free Someone just sent me an email doing the uh, song, I'm proud to be an American, I'm proud to be a Floridian, or at least I know I'm free. <laughs> All right, if that's you, you've had enough. I've got to get the H-E double hockey sticks out of here. When you go into the real estate market during these unprecedented times, Bing. make sure you go in with a real estate agent that you can trust, and you'll find them at the website that has the name that is called realestateagentsitrust.com. What do they do there? Well, they help you find a real estate agent that you can trust, a fully vetted track record of success, someone who will come in, take charge of your situation, but still remembering that ultimately you are the one who is in charge here. And you'll find that agent at realestateagentsitrust.com. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? I, uh, I, I think, I think we should be, um, we, we should be overjoyed, obviously about the verdict. We should be thankful that the jurors, faced the pressure of the mob literally outside of the courthouse. Guys, we cannot let our guards down any, at any point, at any point um, of, of wherever this thing called Western civilization is going. We always have to be aware. We always have to be ready to stand in the breach. How are you doing that? Well said, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.